Isekai a go-go! Hello and welcome to We Want Another Isekai, <laughs> episode 26! I'm your host, Akila Zaku, and this is the other host, Thermite Kitty. Kitty. Yeah, it's me, it's Thermites. you love me, you know me. Maybe, who knows? Meow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and today we're talking about Smartphone Isekai, the series me and Thermite have by far been the most excited for out of any series we've covered <laughs> so far. Isn't that right, my good co-host? Ah, uh, yeah. We stand in another world with my smartphone, also known as Isekai wa Sumatophone Totomoni. After all, it's really exciting to once again be watching mech anime. Hmm? Why, Thermite, uh-huh. don't tell me you did not know about the fact that smartphone's isekai eventually turns into mecha. No, I did not know that. <laughs> Starting no, with volume 7, all the main characters get into big robots what? to fight. What? <laughs> what? How could you not know? I, so obvious. I don't know if this is a bit or not. <laughs> Look up what? smartphone isekai mecha right now and tell me what you see. Okay. I will do this right now. Smartphone mecha isekai. And ah. there you have it. A bunch of pictures of all the characters with their uh-huh. maps. I see they're called frame gears. <laughs> yep. Now, I'm going to have to actually change the uh, the spoiler warning that I put on every episode. I, I usually I get away with just copy pasting the same one and it is just like, hey, this has spoilers for episode one of this show as if you wouldn't you know, imagine that. But now I have to add in this. But you know what? It's worth it. Well, this is the kind of thing you get spoiled on just by looking at the covers. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I told you I had an interesting fact to drop on you. This is not the interesting fact I was expecting in the slightest. <laughs> I don't know what realm of fact you were expecting, but yes, I, I was like, this blindsided me too when I found out. Huh. Well, <laughs> you know, this does explain why the manga adaptation ran in a comp ace, which is also known for stuff like, uh, uh, like Macross, the uh, Nanoha Vivid manga. You got, uh, well, you've got also a bunch of isekai, like Overlords in here. Strike Witches is in here, and that's more mecha-y. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I can see how this would fit the magazine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this anime sure as hell won't get to that, though. Uh, yeah, I think the thing that most people know about in another world with my smartphone is that the smartphone... It exists, but it's, I mean, uh, the meme I've heard thus far is that it doesn't come up as often as Subaru's smartphone in ReZero, at least like early <laughs> on. Yeah, I mean, from what I hear on Whispers in the Wind, and please by no means take this as credible information, this might just be a joke that I caught whiff off, is that the author simply wanted to write another isekai, but was pressured to add some kind of gimmick for the series <laughs> to be a better sell. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> oh boy i mean i and man <laughs> i can respect a series that doesn't give you exactly what's you know the big thing is going to happen or you know like a series that does a late game twist that is much more like defining i <sighs> think out of all the series this is the most obvious one as 
this is literally just someone writing this bit by bit on a blog, not expecting anything, just just writing whatever, and somehow it got to this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, beyond all reason or doubt, this web novel, it's here. It's an anime now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so it starts as a web novel, gets a light novel, gets an anime to advertise that light novel. Becomes a what cultural... A career path. It becomes a relatively big series. Like, I'm certain this is gonna get a season two. Really? I feel like this is gonna get a season two. Uh, I always thought this was more of a light novel ad kind of season. Hmm. I've heard people like it a fair bit. Well, it is... I, I only know that it's a huge meme among various people, but they would at least need, like, three seasons of stuff covered before they get to the next. Yeah. So... I'm not that interested. Same. I could just watch Knights and Magic, which is about as good as this, but also has <laughs> the mechs in episode one. Yeah. Like, if there's, and, one thing, if there's one thing I can say about this episode, it's that it's very decompressed. It covers a small portion of what Knights and Magic episode one does. It's inoffensive. I'm certainly not, like, mad at this episode or anything. In the same way, it can hardly be mad at a meal that's, like... A toast with butter. It, it very much channels the Ur Isekai that we've talked about so many times. Yeah. This is like, so, well, let's just get into it. Yeah. Let's we just, start our yeah. series at a table in heaven with God. Mm-hmm. He's sitting around and profusely apologizes to our main character for accidentally killing him by hitting him with lightning. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to bring this up a lot because there aren't very many good lines in the dub, but I did watch the dub and they tried hard to, like, make scenes funnier without, like, yeah. just, w- you know, without, like, breaking the continuity of the series. But, like, there's there's a lot more jokiness in it, whereas I would say the sub is very straightforward. Like, there are jokes in it. It is, like, uh, amusing, but yeah. it's... It's much more like, yes, I am God. I did kill you accidentally, so I'm going to send you to another world. <laughs> yeah, whereas the, the, the dub adds, I think, the line, uh, I'm sorry, this hasn't happened for at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. Which is a pretty good joke. Yeah, God's a lot goofier in the dub. Listen, if there's any anime, I wouldn't be mad about getting, like, a ghost story dub. It would be smartphone isekai. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, please continue. <laughs> So, God tells him that he can't put, bring him back to life, but he can bring him back to life somewhere else. And he's surprised that this main character isn't mad at this, but he's just like, ah, I lived a good 15 years, I guess. No point <laughs> in, like, complaining about it now that I'm dead. Yeah, I, I can I can understand it, because he, he also does say, this feels kind of like a dream. I'm not really feeling my mortality. <laughs> yeah, and so... And so... Our main character gets uh, pulled into the fantasy world after saying that the one thing he would like to take with him is his smartphone, even if he can't communicate with the human world. Yeah, and God's like, don't worry, like, you can use your smartphone, there's magic in this world, you can just charge your smartphone with magic. And I guess I'll give you superpowers and magic for that whole lightning strike accident. Yeah, we, we don't see it, but there is a cut later on where you just go back to this scene and we see a little extra bit where God's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to give you, you know, big magical affinity so you can teach yeah. your way through the world. 
you yeah, know, you know, I fi- I would have really liked if this was more like humorous, and it would have been like, oh, you get lightning magic, <laughs> something, make like a bit of the but was clearly not really supposed to be a comedy. I think most humor is incidental and only really exaggerated in the dub. Yeah. I would have liked the, I I can't promise you that I won't hit you with ma- with lightning again, so I'm just going to make you immune to that. <laughs> then we get the OP. <sighs> the OP is bland, but it's not as bland as um, of, of slave magic. <laughs> the thing that's, that like is impressive is the sheer number of girls that show up in this OP. There's like eight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we and we do see like a big crowd shot at one point like uh, it seems like all these girls are going to follow our main character at some point yes and like what makes me is the most surprised that there is there's no obvious winner in like that sense or immediately visible this yeah. genuinely feels like there is not going to be a real romance subplot there is just going to be shenanigans which yeah. is an, like an interesting thing to commit to in the sense mm-hmm. that it's like an interesting level of complete non-commitment. Yeah, I mean, one big thing I appreciate is that I watched this episode and I did not feel the need to Google the ages of the two girls we were introduced to in this episode. No, and I mean, we know a main character is 15, so I assume... Like, since this is already really tame, otherwise they wouldn't have gone and made them, like, 21 each. Yeah. <laughs> this this is fine. I feel fine. This inspires no emotion in me. That's an <laughs> improvement from last week. Ah. The bar's real low. <laughs> so, our main character gets put in the world. It's a fucking fancy third path you've seen it before mm-hmm. and gets a call on a smartphone from god <laughs> i do like that the caller id does just say god yeah he god says you arrived okay okay well good luck and he's like i gave you navigation for this world on your phone he complains about not having food or water only for a caravan like <laughs> you know, a carriage to immediately show up with an old man that's like Tell me your clothes for a million dollars. I have to imagine the light novel handled this a little bit better. This is the <laughs> most, this is the, the most out of nowhere thing I think I've seen in any series up to this point. <laughs> he just this shows up. series has really the most intense as soon as and he's like speaks it's like he has fucking fairy godparents that we can't see that as soon as he utters man i'm lacking x immediately just pop it into existence and it's wild that like he was literally just talking to god and yet at no point did i think that god did this and i still don't no. think god did this it feels like no there's definitely no way that happened this is just a random merchant who saw his clothing and said i will pay you so much money for the clothing you are wearing right now this guy is like living the teruhashi lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> only it's not a joke no <sighs> i i like this short noble man i hope he shows up later I think this could be really funny if you played it up more. Honestly, yeah. I would like a 
parody isekai that's more about the chill kind of man this is stupid joke that's not just about the like like the character that goes eh, yeah. really loud because that's all the parody isekai i've seen so far yeah like i do legitimately think the dub like the dub isn't laugh out loud hilarious but it, it got some chuckles out of me like it straddles yeah. a, a strong line of the series was already lightly comedic and then the dub plays it up a little more and that is just enough for it to, to actually land some jokes with me yeah i, I i'd be in a mood for like more subdued comedy isekai that's not as up its own ass yeah I think this is also one of the least pretentious series we've ever seen. There mm-hmm. is never a moment in here where the main character goes, oh, the humanity of the situation, the poor orphans. Yeah, he's, he's fine, and the world seems fine. <laughs> Nothing dramatic will happen, it's fine. Uh, by the way, the series has eye catches, and like... Yes, I was going to talk about these. It has been so long since I've seen a series of eye catches, and also, I feel like there are way too many eye catches for these to be actual, there's like, ad eye catches. Yeah, there's like four different sets of eye catches. There's no way this was airing on something with that many ads. Like, some of these <laughs> have to just be aesthetic eye catches. And because- that's interesting in its own right. I like the eye catches. That's like my favorite touch in this episode. I think uh, I'm talking out of my own ass here, but I maybe these eye catches each signify like the end of a chapter because each of the eye catches is like a this is relevant to what you just saw, like the scene you just saw. Like the first one we see is just main character on his smartphone looking at a map. Yeah, (laughs) man. I'm just thinking, like, my standards have gotten so much lower. Like, I would have <laughs> railed this a lot if it were not for those last ten or so shows we've seen. <laughs> At some point, maybe once we are done our quest of 100, we might want to touch on the, the first ten again and just see how we how we feel about them now. Maybe we'll be a bit nicer. Maybe we'll be a little harsher. Who knows? Right. <sighs> Our main character follows the nobleman into his clothing store and sells him his clothes and his underwear for what also looks like a school uniform. (laughs) That's the thing. Like, I I imagine the actual cloth is different, but the outfit he ends up buying from the store is it's very like it's exactly as modern. (laughs) It's a slightly easier to animate school uniform. (laughs) Plus, like, he takes off his outerwear apart from his, like, you know, the T-shirt and uh, underwear he was wearing. And then the nobleman sticks his head into the changing room blushing and says, I'll pay you double for the rest. Yeah, we get another eye catch of the nobleman sniffing his clothes. Again, Uh living the Terahashi lifestyle. (laughs) See, this is a situation where, I mean, I don't even know if this, it's obviously pervy, but I don't feel bad about it. Yeah, it's so, like, I. this show makes it clear that it doesn't have any big, like, boner for any character in it. Yeah, like, this nobleman is not going to be a terrifying, menacing being. He just, he is just a gag. No, he's going to come back into episode to give him the coat he has in the opening. Yeah. <sighs> That's it. Well, I yeah. guess we're, we're visiting another Isekai classic because we've got some goons. Oh, the goons. Uh, gotta write them down on the list of goons that we'll eventually have to pit against each other in some sort of tournament brackets. 
<laughs> these goons are surprisingly doing they're like it looks like a mugging but actually they're just lowballing slash conning some girls that are trying to sell a crystal antler for gold coin and say ah oh, this has a scratch scratch i'll buy it for a low price yeah, like, it seems like they gave them the quests, like the non-Adventures Guild-associated quest to go get this antler, and now they're trying to screw him out of money. This is why you don't do non-union quests. Join a union. <laughs> it's also... Oh, man, when is the when is the isekai that is just fucking Spice and Wolf or Mahoma or Yusha? Oh. Oh. Well, also, it is interesting I'm not sure that if those series aren't too libertarian for unions. I, I, I haven't fully watched Mao Maoisha, but I guess they aren't mm-hmm. really. They understand the value. I would say those understand the value of unions. Yeah, like Spice and Wolf is a series that, like, usually when the main, like, the main character's in a guild, but when he does non guild stuff, generally it is a, like, yeah, this is bad because I don't have the backing of a guild and this is some shady stuff and I might get screwed over. Yeah, it's not a it's not pro union, but it's in pro enough union. It's good that we get to a soapbox about some different topics this time. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of sh- switch it around every once in a while. Yeah, so the girls learned their hard lesson about not joining a union, mm-hmm. and as that happens, uh, our hero walks and is like. I'll buy it for a gold coin and toss the gold coin and then shatters the crystal antler in the hands of the go- uh, in the hands of the thugs before beating them up with his enhanced martial arts skills. <laughs> I appreciate that this is the first time he uses any of his enhanced skills, and afterwards he does go like, "Oh, if I had known I could do that, I wouldn't have smashed the antler." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this man has like. A crippling lack of a sense of urgency on another <laughs> level. This is, he his like normalcy cannot be shaken. Yeah, I, you know what? I appreciate the idea that his normal, like his extreme normie energy, balances out his cheat level abilities. <laughs> He's too normie to try and break the system. He's so basic. Honestly, I wish he wasn't wearing the coat later on, because I feel like he would be the one to deserve wearing a normal outfit the entire time. Yeah. But again, this is not a comedy as much as we want it to be. Mm-hmm. It also seems like the uh, like this universe operates on the D&D go- uh, gold, silver, uh, copper system in that... Right. Yeah, like they do a quest a little later on for coppers. It seems like a gold coin is 10 silver pieces. I I appreciate it. I'm glad I know how this works. Yeah. So these girls that are being mugged are two twins, one with short hair, one with long hair. As you can see, main heroine, side heroine. Mm -hmm. Long skirts, short skirts. You can clearly place these on the heroine that has a chance at winning and heroine that doesn't have a chance at winning diagram. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> for one one of them isn't nearly tsundere enough <laughs> although the other one isn't really either there's not a lot of tsun here <laughs> this is all again very restrained very basic yeah they say hey you're not from here are you asian <laughs> no 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 it's asian <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure 
<laughs> you know that Asian that Asian weapon, a katana. Ah. <laughs> uh. I wonder, I mean, I've seen enough series where this has happened to know they're not going to go to Ishin at any point, but maybe they will. I, I've yet to see maybe a series that's done the, like, to to what, what if I went to another world that was Western-inspired, and then in that continent, I left, and I went back to Asia? Okay. <laughs> we hit our third eye catch as they go to the end. Ah... Uh. The, the voice actresses for the girls in the dub are doing their best to do giggly sounds. Like, they're, they're, they're trying to do something with the eye catches. The eye catches are supposed to be fun, and they're doing their best without saying words. Right. The girls make the fun noises. Yeah. The girls are there. They have some tea and in. They thank him for helping them out and say, hey, you want to go on a quest together? By the way, this innkeeper has the most normie look. Like, she does not look like a fancy character in the slightest. Her ponytail looks modern. Her apron looks modern. Her her outfit looks like it just looks like she's at, working at a convenience store, but it's another world. Yeah. They sleep at the end, and the next day, he tries to read the quest board, only to realize that he can't read, which honestly really surprised me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think usually they can read. Yeah, usually we go through the quick, like, uh, everything is exactly the same. You can't read this because we didn't want to actually write things out in the anime, but I can read all of this. It's fine. The language, there's no language barrier. But in this series, like, there's no verbal language barrier. He can still talk to people just fine, but he can't read or write. Yeah. The next day, after they explain to him what the quest is, he is given a traditional Asian weapon, a katana, and <laughs> a modern-looking business card that's apparently his guild card. Yeah. They go, they kill some unicorn fo- wolves, because it's always unicorn somethings, <laughs> as we hit our fourth eye catch! Ah, uh, yeah. They're just kind of chibi looking at the camera in this one, right? <laughs> Yeah, they just have some beaten up wolves. She's pumping a fist like big metal fists. The other two look tired, like main girls pumping a big fist. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring back the wolf horns to a slightly just less generic guild maiden. Yeah, this person, they're trying. They got the good uh, <laughs> fantasy clothes. They very, much, they very much look like some kind of monster hunter guild maiden. Mm-hmm. Um, they get their reward and then they have a brief chat about magic, you know, and they're like, you know, I can show you how to do magic. Have you ever heard of a show called Hunter Hunter? <laughs> Hello, let, let us explain the power system of the series. <laughs> Man, like, can any of these shows ever stop cribbing Hunter Hunter's Nen test scene? <laughs> Luckily, we have one of every single type of magical stone here that we haven't used up. It's always this. It's always we have like a big thing you just hold your hand on and pump some juice into it. And we'll see what your magic is. Mm-hmm. We've seen this like four or five times and it's definitely crypt from Hunter Hunter. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this one's this one's slightly different in that it is a, you know, you can only squeeze the magic out of the stone if you have an affinity for it. <laughs> and our main character has an affinity for all the stones, so he can squeeze out lots of magic from each one. And then there's the yeah. there's of course also so the void elements. Outside, so he makes he doesn't make it d- dirty inside the store. And yeah, there's the null element, which yes. is uh 
any, which is a random other, which is the other spell category. And everyone only gets one, except for him who gets whichever one he wants. As he casts <laughs> Gate and they Scooby-Doo style poke their head out of a magic hole in the air. But not before <laughs> we hit our fifth eye catch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this time with him drowning them with his water magic. <laughs> I like this one. This one's fun. Yeah. The girls are very impressed. Of course, the mage girl among them can use free herself, which is also very impressive, as always, Mm -hmm. because she has to be the second most impressive after our main character. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh. So, now we make ice cream. Uh, I don't know a good transition to this, but like a girl I mean, just comes up, it's like, we need a new menu item. And he's <laughs> like, don't worry, I have a smartphone. And he looks up how to make ice cream. <laughs> and then they make ice cream. I, That's just what happens. There's a brief ice cream making montage and then the episode's over. Yeah, I, I mean, I can appreciate, A, the efficiency at which we go from I'm going to join the Adventure Guild like any series to I'm going to learn about the power system to I'm going to just make, you know, modern day food. And also... The fact that this isn't just the, oh, I'm just a random Japanese person. I will use the stuff I already know about to be unbelievably powerful. I can appreciate that he has to look up how to make ice cream because he doesn't know. <laughs> like, yeah, again, really utilizing that smartphone power like this. It's not rocket science, but it's it's OK. <laughs> I'll give it that. This is an OK scene. It, it just feels kind of extraneous. Yeah. <sighs> There's so many eye catches in this thing. There's way too many eye catches. There's like six. Uh, yeah, like again, there's no way these are ad breaks. No. This would be insufferable if it had six ad breaks. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this ending is well, it's, it's certainly not showered with naked little girls, so you know, I'll take it, I guess. There's some cute mascot characters in here. I just noticed that one of the... Wait, is that one of the producers? Hold on. No. I need to check out what this guy's role is. Design production coordination by Dick Ogahara. (laughs) (sighs) Good coordinating, Dick Ogahara. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you for all your eye catches, Dick Ogahara. But yeah, the the ending is basically just the girl who is going to be the main heroine going like, ah, I I want you to fall in love with me so I can be the main heroine. Yes, precisely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. Did we ever cover what studio did this? Oh, boy, did we? (laughs) I don't think we did. I don't think we did. How will the people live if I don't say what studio did it? Oh, it was because I brought up uh, the manga adaptation that ran in comp ace. I I forgot. I forgot to say that the anime was adapted by Production Read. Uh, Production Read has done uh, actually a lot of mecha stuff. This makes sense. They did uh, Gingu Eyes. They've been around since 76. (laughs) Man, it all comes together. Were they like saying, yes, we're adapting this for the mechs in three seasons? It's the only reason to watch this. Maybe, because like. Their content is very like their the first thing they ever did was a blocker Gundam for Machine Blaster. They did uh Gingoizer, which I've heard of. They did a Space Warrior Baldios, Special Armored Battalion Dovac, uh Dankuga. They did Dankuga. Holy shit, they did Dankuga. This is the Dankuga studio. Did they do Dankuga Nova? 
Uh, let's see. I don't think they did. Uh, mm. Oh, actually, yes, yes, they did. It was in the OVA section. Yeah, it also seems like they did a fair bit of, uh, huh. Yeah, they did like a Mega Man OVA. They did some Cutie Honey. Mm. Yeah, but uh, they did uh, Beast Wars 2 Super Lifeform Transformers. Oh, interesting. But it seems like most of their work was in the 80s and 90s, and then they kind of died off for a while. Uh, like their most recent things have been in another world with my smartphone and cutie honey universe. So I, I see. I legitimately think that this is the closest they could get to to something that is going to be a mecha show. And they're like, well, this is what we wanted to do. We can't get someone to help, you know, to give us a mecha show to work on. So we'll just work on smartphone and hopefully in four seasons we'll get to the mecha. <laughs> That is wild. And like, yeah, they don't seem to have done any other like obvious isekai. So it's not. Yeah, like, like they might just be getting on the isekai train in order to make money. Yeah, I mean, they must have beaten themselves up for not getting mice magic. But hey, you know what they could adapt? You know mm. what they could adapt? What? They could adapt isekai hero G-Shine. Oh, I see this is also an employee owned company. <laughs> don't you go over this i will never stop listen this we have my agenda i respect your love for g-shine but i also need to respect that ashi productions is owned by the workers and that is why <laughs> that is presumably why they have done fuck all since the 2000s because everyone came here to make mecha shows and they can't get anyone to give them the money to make mecha shows now i assume that's why that show is so pro-union <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> okay well then i believe it is time for us to go into our ratings for my how spicy is this oh boy this uh, chief this ain't a, this ain't a spicy one give me this one i'm giving this a zero okay i mean <laughs> i'm not sure i can give you a full point just for eye catches <laughs> It's got the eye catches. It's it's got a nice upbeat vibe to it. That's it's not spicy, but there's there's a spicy flavor to it. It's not really spicy. Mm, I'm giving this a zero. It's not mm. bad, but it's also the most nothing that we've ever watched. It is unbelievably. It, it is the first isekai you should watch. We should have started the series with this. Oh god, it really sets expectations middle mm-hmm. not high not low middle. middle and honestly i feel like recently we've been always we've been very nice to like five out of ten shows yeah by comparison just to the other stuff we've watched they're a blessing <laughs> so how nicely did you find this episode a five out of ten the same rating <laughs> i'm not gonna dance around it this was perfectly okay to watch it didn't upset yes. me. It didn't make me excited. It was okay. Yeah. Yep, it was okay. If my child was watching an isekai smartphone, I would recommend something better. But I wouldn't say, like, no, this is going to corrupt your brain. I would say, this. why don't you just try writing an isekai? I'm sure you can do as good as this. <laughs> <sighs> so, how isekai-y was this one? This is pretty isekai Honestly, pretty I'm beginning to think it's more normal to barely show the real world, like... Yeah. Uh, I mean, until... I'm, I'm gonna stick with my position, because it's a position that allows me to use the rating scale. Mm-hmm. 
like without my position of I don't find it like a 10 out of 10 isekai unless we see the real worlds. Like if if I let go of that, then there's no reason why I shouldn't give everything a 10 out of 10 if it just fulfills the basic tropes, which makes sense. That is, of course, what Joe told us. But I have to be contrarian. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. Uh, I, I mean this in the most uh, loving way. So seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Yeah. Seven out of ten. Gonna give this like gonna give this like a nine. Okay, I can respect what, it. What did I give the last episode that we watched? Uh how not to summon a demon lord to you was an eight out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a nine. Mm. Even more isekai. It it hits everything you would expect. It, it, if you watch Sword Art Online and you're like, I like Kirito, but I don't like that he is cool. I, I just kind of want someone who looks vaguely like him, and I want him to be very milk toast. Then, this, yeah, this character is the character for you. His name is Toya Mochizuki. I, mean, I don't think we ever said it, but I want to say the name at least once. <sighs> it's really hard to remember. Yeah, well, that is. Isekai wa sumatofondo to tomoni. Oh, I really butchered that one. That was bad. Yeah. This show was an episode. <laughs> yeah, this is a short one. We might bundle this with a different one. This is only half an hour. <laughs> Who knows? I we'll think see. This might be the shortest yet. It might be. Oh, well. Then, um, see you in another world. Wait, uh, what, oh, what are we doing next time? Uh, next time, we gotta shake things up a little bit. So I'm going to say that we are going to watch next time uh, God Mazinger from 1984. Ha ha! Our most recent addition to things that we just found out are an isekai. Perhaps. <laughs> oh, that sounds exciting. I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's a real mech show. Yeah, like, let's shake things up. Let's get out of this current tone. Because, like, it's not that it's a bad tone, but I, I don't yeah, know if this is great. Yeah, it would be nice to watch something exciting again. Yeah, let's shake up that feed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And with that, we'll actually just see you in another world. Ooh.